0: Now it's time to get all trendy with our lovely Emily Emily Davison, our fashionista from Fashion Hello you.
1: Hello. How are you this week? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It was a very busy week last week. I was off in Loughborough for a few days, so I've been just uh, trying to get back onto things. So it's surprising how many emails you get when you've been away for a few days.
0: Yes, I know. It really, really is. And uh, we missed you here in the show last week. We really did. Yeah, I missed you
1: guys too. I missed you guys uh, As well, I was going to actually ask if you've had any more eight-legged friends visit you in the studio in the house because you keep seem to get them lately.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. Between spiders in the shower, spiders in the (laughs) studio. Honestly, no, I've just got my uh, two-legged friend, Stuart, here with me just now. No more eight legs. Uh, In saying that, you know, one will probably kind of dive-bomb me now from the ceiling, but uh, I think we're okay just now, thank goodness. Uh, Listen, uh, I've been reading your blogs that I have been keeping up to date with and they're brilliant as always but today Emily you're not talking about fashion and you're not talking about makeup you're not talking about beauty you're actually talking about writing blogs themselves and how to kind of start writing a blog if you are visually impaired or disabled.
1: Yeah because it's been a very popular topic recently I mean I went to um, a scope event and a lot of people were saying that they wanted to get into blogging and I get a lot of questions on Twitter and that all the time from other bloggers or other aspiring bloggers who've got. Themselves, so I think blogs are becoming a really popular thing, especially for people who want to talk about things like disability. So I thought it would be interesting just to sort of talk about some of the things that I've picked up as a blogger over the last few years.
0: Oh, very much so, because I'd imagine as a blogger, Emily, I mean, people have said to me before, why don't you write a blog? I can barely write a tweet, Emily, without agonizing over it. So, you know, it's just not my kind of thing. But, you know, maybe if I find the right thing to talk about or the right niche, maybe I would enjoy it. And I think that's where a lot of people probably are like me and they think "Oh, I've got nothing to talk about. They do say we've all got a book in us.
1: Well, yeah, and I think the modern equivalent of that people we've got a blog. In <laughs> I think everybody's got a blog and everybody's got an idea or something. I think, you know, if you don't know exactly what you want to talk about, try and make it quite open then. If you want to sort of have it as a space where you can write down your musings, whether you want to talk about your visual impairment or about, you know, the season or you want to talk about what you like, you know, just kind of anything. Just keep it quite open. But if, like me, you knew exactly what you wanted to write about, then, You've got more scope to kind of think of a, a name that kind of sums it up. It just depends, really. I think everybody's different. I mean, I know lots of bloggers who are visually impaired, and they have quite an open blog. Some of them write just about visual impairment. Some of them have it as all different topics. Uh, one of my friends, Holly, from Cat Words, she has a, a blog and she writes about book reviews. She writes about cookery, university, visual impairment. She's got quite a open field. But then I like um, write just about fashion and beauty and visual impairment. Some of my friends write about books. Some of them write about cookery. It really depends on what you like and what you think you want to go into.
0: I mean, there's no point in, in starting a blog if it's not something that you're passionate about, because then you're going to bore yourself, you're not going to be into it, and you're going to bore other people. But I think the other thing is, Emily, you know, when, you know, if you write one great blog post and you get loads of people following you, that's great. But you know, you've really got to put some hard graft into it as well and keep up those blogs because you can't expect people to keep following you and to add to your followers or to be interested in what you're saying if you're not writing articles or you're not kind of writing interesting articles. So I'd imagine you have to keep maintaining that kind of, you know, uh, standard, that same standard of blog that, that you know, people enjoy in the first place.
1: Yeah, you do. You have, you have to work hard at it. I mean, I think you know, it's a bit of a rumor or a myth that kind of bloggers can have it easy and you know they get this and that and they don't have to work hard. But that's not the case. You do have to work really hard to maintain the blogs and keep them going. And also, it gets really difficult as well. You know, you have to sort of think of new things to talk about. Sometimes it can be really hard if you've only got one topic to write about. So I think try and have a mixture of topics you can talk about. So I don't just talk about fashion or beauty. Obviously, I've got my visual impairment and you know I've recently opened up a blog about my eating disorder. So I'm going to start writing more about my mental health in the past, but I think, you know, you got to have some different areas you can talk about, otherwise you will get really bored and, you know, you won't want to write it anymore. And if it's not fun, then why should your readers have fun? If you don't enjoy writing the blog, then why should you expect your readers to have fun reading them? So you have to really work hard at it and you have to make it a space that you'd actually want to visit yourself and you'd want to read.
0: Yep, absolutely. I mean, you know, for a lot of people, they might think... <laughs> it's difficult enough, you know, I've got my work to do, I've got, I'm have i having a busy day, I'm having, you know, problems with the kids, problem with the dog, problem with, you know, but sometimes that's actually a great vent in itself to be able to sit down and write and take you away from everything else that's kind of almost chaotic in your life and be able to put down your feelings on a blog i suppose so long as you're not depressing people um i mean people can have angry rants but they can be quite funny um but i think when you go down the lines of of depressing people then that's where maybe it's time to call it a day
1: yeah and i think if you're if you're getting to a stage where you're kind of you're not enjoying it or you're not inspired then you know you have to take yourself away from it for a while there's nothing wrong with having a break from blogging i mean i've done it in the past as well when i've had a lot of things going on or i've just not really been in the frame of mind to do it so it's not anything bad with having a break but i think you have to you know, keep that lines of communication open. So if you're going to actually taking a break, then just tell people that and just try and, you know, keep that social media conversation open as a blogger. But also, you know, if you want to get bigger and you want to sort of get a, a loyal following, you have to really network with bloggers and you have to sort of be supportive to them as much as they are to you. You can't have it just as a one-way system. You've got to sort of return the favour when they do something like, we like retweet something or they write a nice comment. You have to do the same thing for them. So it has to be very much a community effort with blogging.
0: Well, exactly. And I think that's the great thing. um Getting to know other bloggers, Um, you know, rather than feeling like you're in competition with them, you can all help each other out, I'd imagine. Give each other ideas. And even, you know, if you're talking about from a visual impairment or a disability angle, you know, you can help each other with the technology aspect of things, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many great apps out there. And I mean, a lot of my blogger friends, like one of them called Luke Sam Snowden, he's a great blogger. He does actually beauty and stuff as well. And he loves Good blush tools, so I love him. And he helps me a lot. He's given me some great ideas for apps and stuff. So some of the apps he's kind of told me about, I've actually kind of used in my own, you know, personal life. So he's great for that kind of thing. So I think it's really nice to actually have a community. And also, you know, if you want to sort of appropriate someone's ideas or you want to sort of you know, use something and then just sort of say it and just, you know, link their blog in there. So if you've used, if you've made a blog post that's been inspired by someone else's work, then do the nice thing of actually like linking their blog, because I think one of the most annoying things is when someone doesn't do that. And I think you have to really treat it like a community because you're all doing the same thing. You're all there together and you have to sort of help each other out. So don't be in competition, but also try and be, try and be quite um, quite a sportsman person. Try and, have that kind of ethic in you when you're blogging because it actually really helps. I mean, I've got a great sort of network of followers and it's all because I help them as much as they help me and you have to be like that.
0: Oh I'd imagine, I'd imagine so. Now what about actually setting up a blog in itself because you know we might have people listening today that are thinking well I'm blind, you know I I do use screen reading software but not all software is is that accessible. Is it quite accessible um, to set up a blog or or do you have to stick to certain uh, kind of outlets?
1: Well, I mean, a lot of people who are visually impaired use the blog WordPress. I think that's one of the most popular kind of websites for accessible blogs. I mean, obviously, there's Blogger as well, which I used Blogger before I went to WordPress, because I'm sure many of you know who've been following me from the early days. But the problem is with Blogger it's not accessible like WordPress is. So WordPress is great for that. And also, you can get the app from WordPress as well. So if you've got an iPhone, you can actually manage your blog and see your stats and reply to comments from that. So it's a really great kind of piece of technology. But also it is accessible with a lot of other screen readers, so it's quite a user friendly website and of course the theme that I use is quite user friendly and WordPress are great at making sure that they've got, you know, accessibility ready themes available for you to use so you don't have to put too much work into it. So I think that's really great. But also kind of there's a lot of apps for social media that help you. I mean the Twitter apps are really great and you know the WordPress apps great and Instagram you can also put as much description as you want. So I think there are some really great apps out there that you can customise to what you need and what you need them for in terms of if you've got an iPhone or, you know, an iPad or a kind of MacBook. But also I think it's great because you can really sort of customise them to what you need with the technology that's available and it helps also to make you stay safe as well. The WordPress is fantastic for keeping you secure and stuff and it's a really user-friendly website
0: absolutely i think another important thing is i mean you mentioned there you know getting back to people i think that's always you know if people are getting in touch with your blog um you know i i'm imagining that that's a big part of it as well getting back to your followers so that they don't feel like they're they're you know talking to the ceiling or talking to a brick wall um you know you need to have that those lines of communication as uh, open as well
1: Yeah, you definitely a a small comment doesn't hurt, or just kind of a a little conversation. I mean, obviously, I think followers understand that everybody's busy. I mean, I would be able to, I'd love to be able to have Skype chats with everybody who's asked me, and you know, have long, lengthy conversations, but I can't. You know, I don't have time. I've got my master's degree, but writing a nice comment, or you know, if they say, "Can you share my blog post?" and just do that kind of thing, I think just doing something to recognise them and just to say thank you is enough, and uh, it really has actually helped, and also. Doing Q&As as as well. So if anyone has any particular questions, letting them ask them you and doing like a Facebook Live kind of post. If You've got a Facebook page or doing some kind of, you know, Q&A on a YouTube or a blog. It's really great and it kind of really helps to keep the online community going.
0: Absolutely. Well, listen, it's a fascinating topic. It really is. And I do hope, I mean, you inspire me every day and I hope you've inspired a lot of our listeners to go out and uh, set up their own blog pages, not in competition in competition with Emily, um, <laughs> but uh, in, in conjunction with Emily. You all need to help each other out, as you were saying, Emily. And uh, it's been fascinating talking to you as it always is. Now, obviously, if anybody does want to go on and take a look at your blog post, there's so much going on all the time. What's the best way to do so?
1: It's my blog address which is www.fashionista.com which is spelled like F-A-S-H-I-O-N E-Y-E-S-T-A dot com. You can find me on YouTube under at Fashionista. And I'm on Facebook and Twitter. And actually come onto my Facebook page because I'm almost at 1,000 likes. I'm 50 away. So come and join me and you'll make my day. (laughs) There you go. How could you not like Emily? Go
0: (laughs) go onto her Facebook page and like the girl. That's an order. Emily, thank you so much for joining us today here in RNIB Connect Radio. We'll speak to you again next week. Speak to you soon.